Guys, I got an empty box. Would you like another? Extra big ass fries. I said I didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please What? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry you're having come trouble. Come on. I'm My sorry you're starving. having trouble. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So if food prices go crazy... The shit hits the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need as humans to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how to do everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. What we do in life, it goes in eternity. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B. And best of all, it's free. Don't forget, your carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though. So check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958, and Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. Hey, everyone. It's Barbara Jean Lindsay, the Cosmic Oracle. If you have questions about your past lives or future plans, need answers from the cosmos about your love life or career, or just want to keep your finger on the pulse of the planet, check out my show, The Cosmic Oracle, here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. The Secret Society Revealed. With your host, Joseph Atwell. Author of Caesar's Messiah, The Roman Conspiracy to Invent Jesus, and Shakespeare's Secret Messiah, the groundbreaking discoveries that gives us a new understanding of how governments and elites use mind control to manipulate their subjects. 
Join Mr. Atwell as he lifts the veils of deceptions of our modern world. Mondays, 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Revolution Radio. Привет, добрый день, фалака, хуяна, вон, алоха, ура, джамбо, ассалам алейкум, сокарес, бонжурна, чапач, срасти, доброе утро, hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever, I'm your host, the right reverend, Dr. Dr. Rowe, and you're listening to Reality Extraction on the Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Zombieites, let's go over to the chat room real quick. Say hello to everybody there. Uh, we got Nighthawk. We got Hal 9000, Hammerhead, Monster 3D3, myself, uh, Patrick English, Surrey Sunflower, Bow Bear, Billy Hayes, Jer Bear, Herbal Fluzy One, Karen K, Mitchell, Tall Iris, Tremjar, Batsman, Babel Brox. Got a lot of people today in the chat room. Share Six, Choppy 360. Uh, who else? Diet Joe, Dirt, Eng Dirt Engineer, Doc Who, Doggy, Festus, B, Free Flow, Hemp, Kamicha, Lozo Wine, Neff, Noodles4064, Rev Radio, Rico Suave, Rio, Shy, Stardust, Man, Toother, Tootsie, Tootsie, Turner Up, Whacked Out, Willy Wally, Zyperium, is that how you say it? Zyperium. Zap, Zippy3065, Zippy8406, Zippy9652, and the Zipster. How is everybody? I know, I, I jumped the gun a little bit. I, I'm doing the intro before the music. Uh, let me get rid of that echo here also. There we go, because I have a very special guest, an honored guest tonight, and I want to get right to the show. So, uh, first off, I want to say that we are listener-supported here at freedomslips.com, Revolution Radio. Come and uh, give us a shout-out if you'd like in the chat room. There's a donate button on the left side. If you click on that, we do have various gifts as thank-you notes or thank-you gifts that we give 
certain types of donations. And we also will take Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. We have a Bitcoin address. So uh, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen any, uh, any Bitcoins come in yet on that one looking in the blockchain, but we'll give it some time. So without further ado, though, I want to get right to the show. Tonight's guest I have is Dr. Bill Deagle. He is a profile physician. He's been a board-certified family medical specialist, board-eligible occupational environmental medicine, internal medicine, medical legal, anti-aging medicine, and environmental toxicologist. Currently, he is a media liaison activist and a teacher for the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine and the American Academy of Environmental Medicine. Dr. Bill has been in private practice for over 25 years and has worked as a contract physician with companies working with the U.S. government on NORAD, U.S. Space Command, Advanced Gray Supercomputers, Large Array and EMP-proof microchips, and many other projects such as Exit Examiner for the Special Operations Chemical Munitions Team of the United States Military for the Oklahoma City um, Murrow Federal Building bombing back in 1995, Operation Top Off in Dark Winter with FEMA and FBI and state and federal hazardous materials and biowarfare games 1997. He also uh, is the host of the Nutramedical Report. Uh, his uh, website is www.nutramedical.com and he's actually got a, a show that's simulcast on our network uh, every day on Studio B uh, from Pacific Time, 8 a.m. until 11 uh, a.m. Pacific Time. It is my great honor and pleasure to introduce and welcome to the show, Dr. Bill Deagle. Welcome. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, I first thing I like to do is my tagline for my show is ask better questions. If you ask better questions, you're going to probably eventually uh, own the truth. And if you own the truth, you're going to do something about it. And before we did the show today, Mr. O, um, we raised the question about cryptocurrencies, and uh, and I made this uh, statement on the air repeatedly, and I beg people to ask me tough questions because it's not a matter of whether disagreeing. People sometimes think, "Well, what's your greatest frustration?" And, and they say, "Well, it must be that because I disagree with this." Absolutely not. I want people to disagree, but show evidence and logic as to why they support their worldview. And it doesn't matter what their qualifications are, whether they're privately trained, say hacker or have grade three but have a clue and actually watch and observe evidence or they have triple PhD or they have security clearance or not I just want people to ask the toughest questions they can possibly think in any sphere of human activity on earth and I'll give a couple of categories uh, medicine uh, physics astrophysics geopolitics financial systems uh, earth changes uh, space warfare ancient archaeology you name the topic and I will try to provide you an answer instantly or a framework to find the answer on air and most people don't have the titanium alloy cojones to ask me questions tough enough to actually put me on challenge because I don't only have natural but I have supernatural gifts in that realm and I want people to know that I'm going to provide some information which is beyond the 10% that I talk about regularly on my show once in a while I'll wander but today I'm going to give you a few treats of things that I don't mention usually on my shows or conferences I've done in the past. But the main thing is, if you don't ask me questions that are really tough, I'll make up some, thinking I'm pretending I'm an audience out there that would ask me the toughest question they could possibly ask any sentient being in this area of the cosmic universe. How's that? That sounds pretty good. So the first thing I'd like to talk about, and you want to talk about these topics, which I thought was very clever, is you're a Bitcoin uh, expert <clears throat> uh, and I made this statement and I want people to, to 
question me enough to realize that I can back it up. There's not a person who's ever had a pulse drawn oxygen to their lungs or is known about any kind of computing technology that's spoken publicly. Again, there's probably lots of people knowledgeable that knows more about the coming cashless system and the mark of the beast than I do of anybody who's ever lived on Earth. And I can back that up. Now, I want you to understand, and I looked up some of the information about Bitcoin. Bitcoin has some faults about it, but it's certainly not the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast, and I'll tell you the reason why. Have you ever heard of a thing called Promise Software? Oh, absolutely, yes. Now, the Promise Software was used to make databases seamless between one database and another. And it was basis of insurance carriers, and they realized this was going to be really useful for computing. So back about, oh, it must be now almost 40 years ago, uh, the NSA and senior computing agencies decided they were going to use Promise Software to create seamless databases across every platform. Now, uh, the primary node for the NSA, which is basically, I tell people, bullets are not boss, governments are not boss, gold and silver is not boss, oil is not boss, land is not boss, uh, all of these discussions between the left and right are not boss, the boss is data. Now, why do people not understand that? And the problem is with Bitcoin, you have blockchains, right? And the blockchains can get pretty big. Some people think that it'll just blow up to be so big it won't be possible to use the blockchains to track people. But the real issue is the center of this is that every individual in the first and second world is considered what's called a node, N-O-D-E. <clears throat> they've created a cyberspace model of every individual since the early 1980s, which is now approaching 40 years having a database of every activity you've done down to your GPS coordinates and they use military grade which is 1.5 centimeters vertical as well as horizontal dimensions um, to track everything you've done and it's not linked back to the currency and the, and the what we call currency history or the blockchains it's tracked back to individuals and I've personally have visited also the affiliate corporations that are tied to NSA including Affymetrics in Chicago in Oak Ridge National Lab building number 10 where they have the DNA biochip and they can take a micro drop, drop of your blood which is about a 50th of a regular drop and with the DNA into nuclease and a microchip at the time uh, would cost 42 cents in 1999 they could determine who you are including your HLA haplotypes for organ transplantation with three six digit numbers who you are from any other individual on the planet in five minutes or less so what people have to understand that the currency is not central, the biometrics of the individual are central. Now you don't have to have a chip in you, you simply have to use the biometrics that are in your DNA and your epigenetics. So what people should understand is all these cryptocurrencies, in fact I'm talking, I'm a proponent of carrot bars, which I think is very good physical currency because it's gold and, uh, and in a gram or even fractions of a gram in a currency. But I'm talking to my computer techie guys about a spin-off of Bitcoin called Eutheria to try to make it more transportable and more hidden so you can't track the currency. We need to have an alternative currency that will not only go on the regular but the dark internet because the plans of the globalists was to have the quote mark of the beast system fully operational by 2023 years from now. Now it may shock you to think that I actually have a physical date but because of Hillary Clinton I get in that's why they're in such a panic. It doesn't matter if you're left or right of issues. The fact is the globalists don't care what your geopolitical issues are. They want a total control matrix because they're ready to approach the singularity of artificial intelligence 
genetic engineering, life extension, and the galactic civilization they want to create with much of the world population massively reduced. And people might think that this is crazy, or it's a conspiracy theory, it's not. Uh, with my security level clearance, which is above top secret, above U.S. presidential level, I worked at Operation Top Off and Dark Winter with Reserve Admiral Hughes. I worked at uh, taking care of employees at U.S. Space Command, Strategic Defense, Star Wars, and Prey Supercomputers, numerous projects. I have advanced technical background in almost every area, and you can ask me a technical scientific question or a computing question in terms of parallel processing, uh, Cray, uh, Galley Mars and I chips, and many other technologies that most people are completely unaware, even on the blogosphere of the internet. And you have to understand, their timeline is blown to pieces by the presence now of Donald Trump and Mike Pence, who are not idiots. They understand this is not just a fight for America and jobs, it's a fight for the human race and the future direction of the timeline that we're about to enter. So, uh, I would like people to start asking tough questions on cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, anything they want, but try to be as tough as you can. Well, yeah, there is uh, something that has been, um, that I, I've, I found out about. First, yes, the Ethereum, uh, I, I do uh, see it as, uh, it's actually today overtaken um, trading volume over, over Bitcoin. It is now, for the first time in history, surpassed uh, Bitcoin, a yeah. cryptocurrency. Well, well, what we're trying to do is make a Ethereum amalgam with carrot bars. Yes, it'd be a and, and if we can make a, a, a an amalgam between carrot bars, which is carrot currency, which is gold in the units less than a gram, you know, up to a tenth of a gram of gold, less than a tenth of a gram, uh, or other fractions thereof, and the carrot cards are one gram, two and a half, or five grams, and we have a thing called K Exchange. They're setting up kiosks so they convert it to what's called fractional reserve currency. Now, fractional reserve currencies, of all the countries in the world, they've literally re-elected themselves with a debt that couldn't be paid with 600 Earths. So we're approaching a debt ceiling where a large percentage of the corporations in America by this summer could have a debt bomb blow up to the tune of $14.3 trillion in debt. And the total debt <clears throat> is in the quadrillions. It's actually somewhere like $1.4 quadrillion. That debt bomb is decided to go off during the administration of Donald Trump because if he doesn't do three things, number one, he has to pull out of the Fed by getting rid of the Dodd-Frank bill, putting in Glass-Steagall to wall off the currency, and then back the U.S. dollar with gold, number three, and he should also, in a sense, convert it with this gold into a currency like carrot bars backed by a cryptocurrency system that can track the activity of cash because part of the metadata to make our nation safe is to track the currency and its use by people whether they're drug cartels like MS-13 or Muslim terrorists and uh, because I worked in the intel agencies and I have a mathematical mind I could set up a matrix of five different categories that could make it very simply to literally visit people who have a high metadata, whether they're living in a country first or second generation, no matter what their religious or geopolitical background, and to uh, sequester them in a civil detention camp permanently to make the nation safer. The problem is many of the people we have in our country are criminals like Robert Mueller, the current head of the special counsel, trying to now switch the council over to say they're going to try to impeach Donald Trump. Because the real issue is not whether or not they want to impeach him so they can put in Hillary Clinton or a Hillary Clinton lookalike. Their real goal is to dissolve nation states around the planet 
have 10 trade zones, switch to a currency that's that's uh, basically completely open with it tracked down to the individual. As I've said sarcastic in one of my shows, they don't have to put a chip in you. They just have to make mandatory Velcro and put it all in your cell phone. And it has to be attached to a body part or it's against the law. In other words, they prove that you've removed yourself from the, from the Velcro body part. You know, whether it's on your ankle or your butt, your right shoulder, yeah. you're now committed a crime. And they should have a way, to, just like when you remove a tracker anklet, they can find your GPS coordinates and grab you. Because they want to know where you are down to one GPS unit, which is, you know, a cubic meter in space, so they can know exactly what you're doing and track your icon, your SIM, as a node in cyberspace, because their whole plan is if they can control your node and your cyberspace SIM of every individual. So Bitcoin and these others are the exact opposite of the mark of the beast, not the mark of the beast, because it's all based on individuals, including your genetics and epigenetics, iris scans, digital fingerprints, terahertz bone scans, etc. So my, my question, my concern, and it's going to lead to my question, is the side effect, which what I see is um, the old way of, do, of doing business with money, with derivatives on Wall Street, is going to kind of give way to a new way of incorporating uh, mining chips uh, connecting to the cloud using you know 5G and other types of wireless technology, right. which the side effect is going to be uh, EMF pollution. We're going to have... Uh, all kinds of electromagnetic radiation, whatever you want to call it, um, that has already been found in uh, in the Netherlands and Kroningen to cause uh, cows to kind of go a little bit crazy. Um, so we've well, I give you, I, I give you the specifics of what scalar epigenetic frequencies do. Hmm. Um, I, in the early 1980s, I had been doing research with. I was one of the team doctors for the Calgary Flames because I'd done research in pain with the head of the American and Canadian Arthritis Association, Dr. John Woodbury. I'd also done research in the early 80s with Dr. Stu Donaldson on surface EMG. And I had a free pain clinic running uh, research and I, because I was one of the team doctors for the Calgary Flames, the guy, the company owner, part owner of the Flames, is also owner of a computer company. And I was assisting with developing medical software for doctor's offices. He decided to get me equipment at no expense from Europe me to research and I developed within a few years <clears throat> a technology called morphogenic field therapy in a machine called the Dynatens and I presented a lecture in 1981 called phonon maser biophysics and I used quantum energy transfer equations to explain how quantum physics is applied in, uh, to human biology. Now I finished my research at this next last year and I'm now getting ready to present a lecture to the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, and I've tried to simplify it so that the average person can understand it, it's called the song of DNA. And it turns out that your telomeres at the end of your chromosomes talk to your cell membranes and open the ion channels for an active and passive transport of specific minerals that turn on gene complexes through exosomes. The problem is, you see, when you have harmonic radiation, you can turn on and off gene complexes and literally affect the epigenetics. So only 7% of your DNA codes for alleles, 32,500. 93% of your DNA codes for harmonic resonance to how to build you and how to make you work, like architectural diagrams and engineering diagrams. I worked out the physics of how there are hierarchical harmonic frequencies, and I presented a lecture 35 years ago, 36 years ago now. Um, I haven't written down this because I didn't want it to be turned into a weapon because it turned out back in the early 1990s I was a team a doctor for the 
Brett Whitney General Aircraft's parts plant, and they had an offshore project for DARPA with directed energy weapons when they had a big accident. And their, their uh, terahertz wave weapon went loose inside the factory where they were building general aircraft uh, vanes for uh, military-grade aircraft for government aerospace. And I wouldn't do anything for them until they told me straight up everything they were doing. And when the weapon misfired, it caused them to lose 100,000 gallons of hydrofluoric acid. So uh, they were using terahertz waves that would release proxisomes and lysosomes in your cell from a collimated beam, and they did deploy these in the laboratory, I call it, of Iraq, which is a testing laboratory for military-grade weapons of warfare. Uh, and they have all kinds of weird and wonderful weapons. Bombs that when they blow up and they use them, we gave them to the Israelis to test as well. They generate a microwave surge that literally cooks you from the inside out. These terahertz scalar um, collimated beams could go seven to 10 miles and could go through the side of a cave or uh, a building or a tank. And if they hit you, they cause the release of peroxisomes and lysosomes. The first few minutes, you get very dizzy and nauseated and start barfing. And within minutes, you couldn't see, and then you get a cardiac arrhythmia and then have a full cardiac arrest, and your tissues have a disseminated intravascular coagulopathy, and you bleed to death as your tissues are liquefied. So what people have to understand is <clears throat> what the globalist plan, which is exoplanetary, people have to understand this. It's not originating just, quote, on Earth. But I can only take my people even on my show so far because the average person who lives in America or the world isn't ready for everything I know. They're not. So well, ask, go ahead and ask a tough question. See yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, under the uh, belief that, that there is non-human, uh, a third force, some sort of non-human intelligence that's uh, steering what's going on on this planet. Um, but well, uh, we, recently I had on my show uh, two uh, biblical scholars, and they go so far, uh, the latest one was Derek Gilbert. He talks about the war of the gods against God. Now, uh, it's interesting because these biblical scholars pull it and actually look at things on a logical level up to a certain level, and then they stop. Uh, the week before it, I had on the program Dr. Uh, Michael Heiser, who uh, wrote about what's called Reversing Hermon, which is the arrival of uh, Semyazi in the 200 Nephilim that came down in northern uh, Lebanon and then changed uh, and transferred technology to uh, the world. Now, they transferred agronomics, metallurgy, weapons of warfare and tactics, and many other things, but they also transferred genetic engineering technology. Now, I was a Fibro Sigma several months before I even started medical school in 1973, which is 44 years ago. And uh, when I was tapped up by the Dean of Medicine, the head of hematology, because I was one of the more bright medical students, had equivalent of a PhD, but I didn't write the thesis in marine and, uh, genetic engineering at age 21. Uh, he told me straight up, because they, they saw me as one of their bright lights, that literally, you could literally put any problem you want to before me and I'd solve it. So he told me straight up that pigs are a hybrid between humans and ancient wild boars. And I said, you got to be crazy. Yeah. And I said, no, no, he said, I'm going to show you. So he actually brought me to his office, showed me the major minor blood group antigens, which are not shared with other so-called primates, that are identical in pigs and humans. In fact, when we were studying in medical school, we'd study pig embryos instead of human embryos and dissect them to actually look at the development of pigs. I, I remember I heard that before. Um, boy, you know, uh, hold that thought because we are at uh, the bottom of the hour. So we're going to take time, a time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with uh, Dr. How, Bill. How many minutes are we uh, off? 
Uh, it's about uh, three or four minutes. Sounds good. I'll take a bio break. I'll be right back. And I'm waiting for your tough questions. Be as tough as you can. about half past five on a Thursday, the 15th day of June, 2017. This is Freedom Studio B. You are listening to Reality Extraction. This is the Right Reverend Dr. Dr. Rowe, and I am, my guest is Dr. Bill Deagle, and we are all over the map tonight. Um, I'm posing to the quest, uh, the quest room, the chat room, uh, any questions uh, for Dr. Deagle? I see that we do have a couple that are coming up, so we'll go ahead and get to those in a few seconds. Um, when we left off, well, you know, I, I, have, I have a real quick question before we move on, and that is, uh, with this uh, advancement in technology with 5G, they're, they're doing the rollout of the towers. Um, is there any way, doctor, that we can shield ourselves against this? You know, just the, the average person sitting in their house is already being bombarded with their wireless and their, you know, their uh, smart meters and this and that. Um, but is there any way to, to shield ourselves from this ongoing onslaught of electromagnetic pollution? Um, uh, like yeah, uh, I regularly have on the program, um, Emil de Toffel is a uh, DDS metal, uh, electrical engineer from Less EMF in uh, Northeast United States. And we talk about different technologies, and there's three different ways of approaching it. The first is, don't have a smart meter on your home because you're getting a, a smart meter actually is tuned to smart appliances. Most people don't realize that all of the appliances that are being built and sent to your home already are smart. They have smart chips in them. They're all linked to a 2.4 gigahertz frequency, which is a harmonic resonant frequency of water. Now, why is it 2.4? It's the same frequency as the uh, device inside a microwave that generates the rapid reverse frequency, reverse, uh, if you want to call it scintillating uh, currents that, that actually generate heat inside water to create the coagulation effect of a microwave. Now, that means all the smart appliances are tuned to speak to your cells at microwave frequencies that affect water. Why is that important? Water is a, uh, what's called a phonon maser transmitter. Now, phonons are sounds of biological molecules in solution that transmit uh, sound and infrared light. All your biomolecules in your body are basically light. If you want to talk about your light or energetic body, is both sound and infrared light. And because of the parallel frequencies, it's both electrical, DC, harmonic resonant frequencies. I have, uh, I can take a device, for example, a Keithy Enterprises microcircuit analyzer, and I can put it to your body and actually measure the circuits of every issue. For example, if I measure your right knee and you've got rheumatoid arthritis, 
I can take the spectral pattern in picovolts and microamps, and I can check your left knee if there's no disease there, even though you have antibodies and T lymphocytes that are going to attack the joint. That the, the if there's no circuit in that left knee, there'll be no illness. Now, why is that applicable to this? The first thing is disconnect, turn off your Wi-Fi network, especially at night. I think everybody should eventually move to what's called fiber optic cables and get back to the old cell phone booths. This idea of having a Wi-Fi uh, 5G world is craziness. And the reason is that the harmonic resonant frequencies send out what's called uh, frequency patterns that look just like the frequency spectral pattern of minerals. Now each mineral has a harmonic resonant atomic frequency and if you invade into those frequency ranges you're telling the cells open the ion channels to let a particular mineral into the tissue and it's going to jam up and turn on and off genes epigenetically which is going to scramble your epigenetic control of your cells. So you're going to start seeing not only mutations but increased organic stress and if you look at scanning electron microscopy of ion channels and neuropores of cells, 100% of living things are under stress from Wi-Fi networks, cell phone towers, Gwen towers, and 5G networks. 100%. Yeah. Maybe 35 to 40% will show or or display symptoms, and you can do a test called a quantitative resonant magnetic test, which I have as part of my quantum diagnostics that I uh, sell, and also have we have some quantum testing clinics. The other testing uh, devices from the Russian Academy of Sciences called the Metapathia with Hunter function that can actually look at the harmonic resonance pattern and can make cuts through your cells, tissues, organs right down to your genes and using re harmonic resonant frequency tables. And it was used by the Russian Academy of Sciences to connect with cosmonauts in space and actually do a accurate analysis and head-to-head -head, it's equivalent or better than CT scan, MRI scan, ultrasound and other technologies including lab work or pathology. Why is this important? It's because we're literally creating an epigenetic field effect that is part of the reason why, for example, we're having what's called the colony collapse disorder. And there's four reasons for it. The first uh, reason is neonicotinoid pesticides that jam the cholinergic pathways in the, pe in the uh, bees' braids, I call beehimers. The second is scalar radiation that jams the ability of the bee to navigate what's called the gravitonic torsion fields of the earth because they can actually see through magnetite in their brain the torsion fields of the earth and they use that along with the position of the sun to navigate back to the hive so they actually can see the torsion fields of the earth's geomagnetosphere and the third reason why the bees are a stress is pollution toxic pollution from heavy metals and chemicals that are causing increased free radical levels so the bees are developing more onset disease usually they end up with pathogens that enter the tissues and are killing them, which is why we're having an explosion of cancer. And people should understand cancer involves uh, scalar radiation and abnormal circuits because it turns on genes. You can actually test those at labs even years before you ever develop cancer. You can also measure with the metapathy the actual development of precancerous circuit changes in your cells and tissues years before you ever develop or declare any illness. So I do that right now. So if you go to New York with Jim Gorsi's clinic, pprdi.com, or John Mazzoni in Fayetteville, and we have one that we're going to open up uh, in, in, in uh, Northern California if everything works well. Uh, and by the way, if you want to contact John, I can give you his number. Uh, Jim is at pprdi.com, and John Mazzoni uh, is over at 479-200-1819. And what he does is he can send me the PDF of your QRMA analysis and spectral patterns. 
or a video of your metapathia scan and I can log in to TeamViewer 12 and look at all the frequency mapping tables and I can analyze it and say my brain is like a supercomputer. I can analyze these things faster than any computer I know. And I integrate it with your medical records, your imaging studies, your lab work, and even order and send kits to you for blood, urine, stool, or recommended imaging studies, toxicology, immunotoxicology, etc. Now, so what we're doing <clears throat> is we're creating a toxic environment that doesn't support any life form. Life is a dance between if you want to call it scalar radiation, which is uh, from your telomeres at the end of your chromosomes, and ion channels, I call the membrane, M-E-M hyphen B-R-A-I-N. All the brain, all the, if you look at the nonlinear mathematics of a cell membrane in terms of its parallel processing capacity, we have 60 trillion cells in every individual, and those cells each have the capacity greater than all computing capacity to all computers on Earth. And when you start to jam those computers by putting on scalar frequency, you jam the epigenetics that regulates the genes and you actually make the organism degrade, become acidified, have increased free radical levels, which is why your incidency of obesity, which is a free radical disease, is not a sugar disease, which knucklehead doctors think it's related to sugar, it's related to free radicals. In fact, you take a normal person with normal blood insulin and they eat a bucket of sugar, it won't do anything because without free radicals, sugar doesn't glycate to proteins. So it's sugar. If you lower someone's blood sugar without lowering their blood insulin, their free radicals, you double or triple the rate of onset of vascular disease, cardiac arrest, and death from stroke. So lowering blood sugar, which grabs free radicals, lowering blood cholesterol, which grabs uh, free radicals in the blood vessel walls because it's the best patch, increases vascular disease, not decreases it. So another question I've got here from uh, the audience um, is, the use of shungite, uh, the mineral called shungite. Are you? Uh, uh, You're talking about shilajit. Uh, it's a mineraloid shungite. It's uh, actually uh, mostly from Russia, uh, apparently. Yeah, well, those are similar to, to shilajit. Those are ionic minerals that are from the mountains. Uh, of all the 18 people that live uh, 100 years or more, they have what's called uh, glacial milk, like the people from Georgia. <coughs> they have. <coughs> two seats in their parliament in Georgia for people who have to be 100 years of age and have their all their mental clues still about them. They have 100 times more people than are centenarians, and if you take those centenarians and their descendants come to North America, their lifespan decreases to within our range. So it's the environment. The only other people besides those 17 peoples that have extended lifespan are the Okinawa Japanese that eat coral calcium that has these extra minerals. Minerals are the master switch for your genes, the black keys on the keyboard are your DNA. And uh, it has humic and fulvic acid. I use a product called Indiumese. I'm working on one in advance on that. That'll include a liposomal enzymatic form of Indium that will not be Indium sulfate, but will be even more advanced than that. And that will be coming out in the next month or two. What you have to understand is you chaperone those into the nucleosome of the cell, and it turns on the genes to open up the ion channels to bring the genes in to cause the full expression of your genetic heritage. So um, that's what we're doing. Now, minerals, what I have in our nutraceutical products is we have what's called Albion chelated minerals. And when in our Keeler Max, we also have shilajet from the Himalayan mountains. And so while we're pulling out the heavy metals, which everybody pretty well in North America has some heavy metals in their body, almost always you'll find North Americans lead. If they're eating non-organic chicken, it's not free-range, almost everybody's got arsenic. Or if they have 
water from the northeast or Colorado the mountains like Boulder, they're going to have uranium in their body. A lot of people, especially males, have elevated levels of free iron. And uh, if you're working around welding and so on, you're going to have tungsten and antimony and other toxins that act as a oxidizing free radical to create singlet oxygen, hydro and nitro peroxy radical that fry your arteries, your brain, and your other tissues, and cause a glycation of proteins and cross-linking and oxidation of cholesterol and fatty acids to cause accelerated damage and turn off your genes. So free radicals are the cause of diabetes and heart disease and degeneration and premature aging. It's not sugar and it's not cholesterol. Mm, the, but the silagit, which is other names like in Russia, is basically a, a glacial milk, which is ionic minerals with humic and fulvic acid. And the best mineral absorption technology besides those trace elements is a protein amino acid chelate, which is what we use in all our vitamins. So all of our nutrients at Nutramedical are very unique because they're all bioactivated to jump gene defects and uh, to jump any uh, heavy metal toxicity. And we also have every single component of every vitamin is bioactivated and bio-changed uh, to last a long time. So our, for example, alpha lipoic acid neutrochala, it will act uh, 12 to 14 hours, not 25 to 30 minutes. Our CoQ10 Supreme is the only one in the world that doesn't crystallize. Our uh, Gamma E Plus is the most powerful form of Gamma Tocopherol and Tocotrienols to get rid of nitroperoxy radical, which cooks your brain and your artery walls. We have the most powerful uh, sedentosomethionin with trimethylglycine and nitrogen sachets, which is 77% isomer of the sedentosomethionin, even more powerful than the medical grade doctors use in toxicology clinics. So we have many examples of nutraceuticals, and what I do when I look at my QRMA test for someone, I can tell them which things to take, and if we want to measure blood levels of organic metabolites and nutrient levels with a blood test to confirm it, we can do that, and I can track those kits, which can be picked up at their home. They can go to LabCorp Quest or have a mobile tech come and draw the blood right in their own kitchen. Well, so um, I use science-based functional medicine, which most doctors haven't got the scientific, technical, toxicological, pathological, immunotoxicological infectious disease, because every cancer, for example, has a super infection in every organ, and usually with multiple pathogens. And the, the one reason I did bring up Shungite from the audience is, um, are you aware this is the, the buck, uh, buckyballs uh, containing mineraloid that apparently is, is uh, supposed to attenuate uh, radio signals? So what I'm thinking... Yeah, you're talking about, you're talking about the... Something to take, well, radiation and uh, something that could attenuate or counteract. Um, some you, want, you don't want to put it internally in your in your cells and tissues. You no, want to no. wear that as a material outside the body. When we have materials from less EMF, you can wear as clothing or hats and so on. It'll block it or materials. You can put on as paint or uh, drywall on your walls. That's uh, what. I mean. But I I think the idea of taking internal buckyballs, thinking because remember these are going to flow in and around through tissues. And the tissue is still going to get fried, especially things most people aren't aware, for example, the range of drugs that are photoactivated by ultraviolet and other radiation. And they take drugs, and many of these drugs are photoactivated. I'll give you a good example. Leviquin and moxifloxacin are DNA gyrase 4 inhibitors. Now, if you ask the average doctor, even pharmacologist, they're totally unaware that there's a DNA gyrase 4 enzyme in everybody's mitochondria. And if you photoactivate that um, molecule, in the sunlight with ultraviolet light, it can rupture the ligaments holding your lens in your eye and your Achilles tendon in your ankle 
or your ACL, PCL in your knee or you rupture your shoulder. So if you're taking some of these drugs that you think to knock out a sinus infection or periodontal tooth infection, you can actually tear your shoulder apart or have your lens and your eye fall out of place. And many other chemicals will cause DNA damage, causing DNA adducts, thymidine dimerase activity, cross-linking DNA in the uh, adenosine guanosine areas like guanosine uh, oxyhydroxyl guanosine levels. And you can measure these in the blood and show that many of the drugs that doctors give are photoactivated biotoxins and cancer-inducing agents. And uh, a lot of the things that are added to our food supply are extremely toxic too, like glyphosate. Many of the other chem biochemicals actually are photoactivated as toxins. What? Um, here's a question. What are we going to do to about Fukushima and the radiation? I uh, have been working on this for a number of years, and I presented five years ago my paper and a book, an e-book on Fukushima Daiichi, and uh, I can give you the number of points that I would do. The first thing is Fukushima is uh, the worst of the nuclear disasters so far, but we have approached over 600, but approaching 700 nuclear reactors on Earth. Many of them are what are called post-geriatric, which means they should have been shut down and converted to liquid natural gas. The supply company that takes care of Japan, TEPCO, is only an umbrella. All of the supplier companies are actually American. Fukushima, the first thing you do is identify where the corium is. It's below the reactor because they don't have corium catchers below these old reactors. So they need to use muon detectors and ground penetrating radar and they need to separate or partition the, um, the material that's going critical so it can't cause hypercriticality. So you infuse once you've located the, the corium, uh, hyperosmolar um, boron and then you hit it with a harmonic frequency to make it hypercrystallized so it, it becomes what's called a neutron collector and there partitions it so it types hypercriticality. That's the first thing. Second thing you need to do is you need to put a Kevlar spider silk tents over each individual separate place so that if there's a pop or a burr or a surge of, of, of not only hydrogen but tritiated water, which is radioactive, uh, releasing other isotopes too, you can then take that air and then circulate it off and turn it to a solid nuclear waste. Number three, you need to build an, an extra wall container uh, area on the seafloor because some of these steam tubes from the aquarium underneath Fukushima are shooting out miles up into the ocean floor and then emerge and bubble up through the water, uh, superheated steam, tritium, and other radioisotopes. So you need to actually create that kind of situation to, to capture that. And you need to make sure that you have a, uh, a way of converting the, uh, not only the, the waste coming through the water, uh, because what they were planning to do is do something stupid, which is just to put concrete down there on the seafloor out a couple miles to see if they could block these steam chamber tubes which are similar to the steam tubes you get like from the big island of Hawaii for magma. Because remember the uh, superheated steam is up to five uh, atmospheres pressure and hundreds of degrees above uh, boiling point. <clears throat> and if you don't stop this, it can emerge through the rocks 20 and 30 kilometers away. And in fact, they found signs of radioactivity emerging in the tunnel systems of the, of the high-speed train systems in northern Tokyo, which is uh, quite a distance away. So uh, when I presented my plan with specific testing of the air, and I presented this to uh, the nuclear experts for Senator Wyden in Oregon and Senator Feinstein uh, in Colorado, sorry, in California, 
Um, they tried to pretend that, well, you're just Dr. Deagle. You don't know all these nuclear things. I know nuclear plant design. I'm a radiotoxicologist. I was a member of the nuclear division of ACOM. I know how to remediate these things. In nuclear. I know the nuclear design of these issues. I know subatomic particle uh, plasma physics well beyond the state of the art for even universities in this part of the early 21st century. And I'm not going to share my information because I don't want it to be turned into a massive weapon. But I can tell you there is no excuse for us not stopping Fukushima from causing three levels of radiation in the deep trenches of the base of the oceans of the planet, which also affect what's called the fourth layer, uh, the fifth layer that is, called the, called the uh, lithospheric layer of the Van Allen radiation belt. There's three layers out 22,000 miles. The next layer is in the upper troposphere, 70 to 80,000 feet. And the fifth layer is at the bottom of the of the oceans in the lithospheric area, the crust of the Earth. And as you put insert highly charged radioactive particles, you increase the chances of volcanism. You start to also make a connection because we've also inserted uh, nanoparticle borium, strontium, thorium, and aluminum in the upper atmosphere as part of the second phase of U.S. Space Command's defense against weapons by scrambling the incoming circuits of missiles as part of a missile defense backup from the theater air defense. That's level two, it's called. Level three is uh, ground-based plasma weapons, Tesla weapons, to fry missiles uh, with plasma beams at approaching the speed of light. The problem is that all of the nuclear reactors in America are all leaking thorium and tritium. Tritium is a DNA intercalator that will slide your codons, one or two base pairs, which means it shatters your DNA. They all have release of thorium, strontium, and other isotopes. Many of these, especially radioiodine, are also chewing away at the ozone layer, so the ground level and the ocean level of high-energy ultraviolet light has increased dramatically in the past 24 years, but particularly in the past six years since Fukushima Daiichi. That effect is killing the benthic layer of the oceans that generate the 80% of the conversion of carbon dioxide to oxygen, which is why CO2 is surging. It's not because of production from SUVs or human activity. It's doing it because of the death of the benthic layer of phytoplankton. And if I try to talk to somebody and they think they can argue with Dr. Deagle, I chew them up and I spit out the bones. Because I'm sick and tired of people who pretend they think they know these issues and don't understand the nonlinear equations that are going on, which we could program with Pascal PO1 and nonlinear programming if we put all the drivers and, and, and factors in that cause the nonlinear physics of the Earth's atmosphere to collapse. But we are amplifying an extinction level event and if we ever had a yeah. nuclear war uh, just or an EMP a war we could collapse the biosphere in a matter of months and we're heading into a um, Maunder type mini ice age which occurs periodically every so many centuries and this Maunder ice age has already started in 2014 and it will be fully operational in two years which means the northern trappers northern latitudes will be freezing over and the uh, late planting of plants will literally cut off much of the food supply of the northern hemisphere and much of the people that are living there just like when the Norwegians and the Vikings were forced out of Greenland many centuries ago it's the exact same process repeating which does when the alignment of Jupiter and Saturn occur and the gravity wave cleansing from deep space amplifies it but it's much worse this time because we have the gravity wave cleansing coming in from the Nibiru Heraclobus the destroyer the Devil Star, it's called, or the Dragon Star, out in the Oort Cloud, which is 0.73 light years old, with large objects circulating around it. And NASA was particularly angry 
that the Atacama Large Millimeter Array, the Gravitonic Array, announced after five years of mothballs and coming out, that they could see it very clearly that with gravity waves, this object was coming into deep space, not into the inner circle of the solar system, but its lensing effects are increasing the output of X-rays and high-energy ultraviolet light, etc., and also increasing the cosmic ray generation that's hitting the planet. So if you go to spaceweather.com, you can see the amounts of cosmic rays hitting the United States and lower 48 states. In the last couple of months, it surged like crazy. The amount of radiotoxins that are striking North America is where the tailpipe of Fukushima is nuts. Hold, hold the number of radio particles, even within weeks after, in Seattle, weeks after Fukushima, is seven particles per day that can cause cancer. So people are not aware of this. No one, including Mishu Kaku or any scientist, dares to come on my show or to challenge me on the radiotoxicity, the means of, of preventing it, either personal or protection. No one is taking any activity at all. All right. No one even challenges me, saying that your plan is crazy, Deagle. You can't do this, and I'm the only one on Earth that has a solution for Fukushima Daiichi. We're, we're going to take a break right now, so um, go ahead and uh, take your break, and we'll be right back in about uh, five minutes. You can see i got answers for any problem you want to present. Major update and new information. I just want to present to you. Major, major update. Again, it's still the 15th day of June, 2017. Yep. This is Studio B, freedomslips.com, Revolution Radio. My guest today is Dr. Bill Deagle. And uh, so uh, we're just going to get right back into the show. Yep. Uh, I got a major uh, update information that we needed. It's okay. extremely important. Go for you it. raised yep. the issue of the Russian buckyball material. Uh, where is this obtained and who makes it? Um, let's see. The Shungite is it's out of... Right. Uh, it is How do you spell it? How do you spell Shungite? S-H-U-N-G-I-T-E. Okay. S-H-U-N-G-I-T-E. Shungite. Right. And it, it's, uh, there is a Zazogut, boy, I can't even pronounce the name, uh, Lake On Onega, A-O-N-E-G-A, area of Karelia, mm -hmm. near Zashoginskoy, near oh. Shunga. Can you send that to me? I'll tell you what, what I, because you know I'm I, what's called an intellectual intuitive, right? And I'll tell you what this is. Now, have you ever heard of a thing called white noise? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. No, when electricity started back a century ago, uh, and the research that, you know, General Electric and Nikola Tesla developed, and they eventually they came up with alternative current instead of direct current. Remember, there was a big battle over that. Right. It turns out that uh, entrainment of tissues requires what's called harmonic resonance. And uh, until the last, say, 25, 30 years, pretty well everything created uh, noise-canceling effects of white noise. So a hair dryer versus a radio, old radio or whatever didn't create a harmonic resonant frequency. Now, with switching mode power supplies and step-down transformers like LED lights in your ceiling, 
uh, and many other things. They create what's called harmonic resonance frequency. So it's like billions of birds chirping in the same cadence and frequency. You follow me? Right. Yep. Buckyballs, what they do is they take the harmonic resonance frequencies when it hits them, and it turns into white noise. Now, you can do that with uh, salt crystals from the Himalayas. You can do it with, uh, with various, uh, you know, quartzine crystals. Uh, what people are doing is they're trying to create what's good with these other materials. They're trying to create what's called a white noise field around a person. Yes. But all the buckyballs are doing is creating a white noise field inside the person rather than external, like something like a chain hanging around their neck or a wall or a material or even a lamp, let's say, in their room to create a white noise field. You follow me? Right. Yep. The problem is everything in our world that's toxic to cells creates entrainment. So even if you don't have a smart meter on your home, there's still electricity coming into your home from other homes, thousands of homes within so many miles. There's also water pipes because 90% of the pollution from electrical power lines is dumped back into the earth, the terraform earth, and it's carried by usually magnetite rock and other materials that are transformed or even water. So they actually transmit these frequencies through to your water pipes even besides your electricity and they have what's called an entraining effect. Now, if you create a white noise field, whether it's a, something hanging on your neck or buckyballs, you're trying to create a white noise that will stop entrainment of your tissues right. so it switches on and on your DNA. So it's basically like, uh, how can I say it? It's like turning up the radio with, a, with some music so you can't hear people arguing next door. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And that works because if you hear the bad things they're saying, it's going to affect you emotionally. Well, it's like that for your DNA. Only if it switches on and off genes, it can cause cancer. It can cause free radicals. It can make you turn diabetic. So it's just part of the reason why we're seeing people turn diabetic. Now, I'll just give a little story of my, because uh, I find storytelling is the best way to, to get through ideas. Uh, think of it's 275,000 years ago when you're in uh, the northern Europe and they're coming out of another ice age, uh, multiple ice ages, and uh, ancient Neanderthal man has a bigger brain case, has ancient religions where they actually bury their dead and think of a religious idea about this. We're now a third of a million years ago. And in fact, in many ways, they're more advanced than Cro-Magnon or Homo sapiens sapiens. But when Homo sapiens sapiens migrates into their territory, many of the infectious diseases they're not exposed to kill the majority of them. Now, the reason why Neanderthals survived, had bigger muscles, stronger bones, etc., and a bigger brain than ours, is that they had the capacity to, to literally create free radicals by turning off their superoxidismutase gene in their skeletal muscles and forcing their muscles to now use fat for fuels of glycogen. And also, it forces their pancreas to put out insulin, which is anabolic. Now, if you look at all the muscle builders, they're all injecting insulin besides anabolic steroids. After the Second World War, I talked to Banting and Best who discovered insulin back many years ago, 40-some years ago. And which is one of the reasons why I went into diabetic research, because my grandfather was having his toes and feet cut off from diabetes. Two of my brothers are diabetic, and because I take nutraceuticals, I'm not. Otherwise, I'd be a mess. And what happens is diabetes is actually not a sugar problem. It's a free radical problem, and it's a survival mechanism to make you bigger, smarter, stronger, and faster, because it creates anabolic levels of insulin. Uh, People's insulin, if they're higher, let's say six times higher than normal, are going to build up muscle much faster than the average normal person uh, when they exercise, and they're going to be much stronger, so they're much more likely to survive. Now, after you've reproduced, the genetic heritage of your family doesn't care if you physically survive 
where you go into renal failure. So the Pima Indians, who 300 years ago were super athletes, now 50% of them by the time they're 40 are in dialysis, have cardiac bypass surgery, and are going blind from diabetic retinopathy. Now, why is that important? Because electricity, especially these switching mode power supplies, has increased the range of, besides the toxic things in our food supply, which are also stressing our cells, the, one of the biggest causes of increased oxidative stress is in training frequencies from the 5G network and from these smart meters, Wi-Fi networks, etc. And so the rate of obesity is directly correlated with the rate of free radicals, and free radical levels are directly correlated with blood insulin. And blood insulin makes your fat cells convert white fat, brown fat to white fat, to increase calorie storage so you can survive. So it's turning on survivor genes of ancient ancestors, whether it's the people from the Middle East or the four corners areas of, of the United States, like the Pima Indians, uh, or people from Northern Europe, or anywhere from one to 4% of the DNA of the heritage people from Northern Europe is Neanderthal with survival genes. Does that make sense? Yes. So now if you have scalar frequencies, you need to block those. You need the materials. In fact, I think we're going to see more and more. And if somebody wants to get in this business, because there are companies now supplying and selling them through less EMF, you're going to see more and more people wearing underwear that's we call uh, scalar blocking. Yes. Absolutely. And we're going to see more people wearing hats and materials that block scalar radiation, because if you don't think it's affecting you, you're an idiot. And if people don't think that it's going to turn on and off genes, you can actually measure the microcurrent frequency spectral pattern of cells and tissues, and it's increasing rates of cancer and dementia, small for dates, babies, and genetic malformation. And it's turning on and off genes that shouldn't be turned on or off. It's like it's opening Pandora's box of genetic exposure of genes like atavistic genes, right? And if you hit the right harmonic frequencies, for example, you can take chickens and turn on atavistic genes so they'll develop raptor claws. Because our modern chickens we eat in chicken, as a chicken fast food places, are descendants of the ancient velociraptors. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That, yeah, I've often uh, yeah that the, the birds are very closely related to uh, dinosaurs. I, right. Just, so I, I I like to kind of tease people at times when they do things because I throw a scientific thing like this uh, uh, issue, and I say, "How's your velociraptor?" Well, what do you mean? I'm eating chicken. I said, "Same difference." Tastes like Velociraptor to me, yeah. <laughs> it tastes like Velociraptor to me. So, so you're seeing uh, a use so, net for the shungite uh, as a shungite a, might help, but the problem is it's not the only thing because you can have a, a, a white noise generator in your room. You can have it on your neck. These bracelets that they have, for example, that are trying to create a white noise. When the radiation hits the bracelet, it generates a harmonic resonant frequencies that goes through the fascia, because you see your fascia has side groups histone side groups and all the fascial uh, molecules for your body and the primary thing that transmits your harmonic resonance frequencies which are generated by a resonant frequency nuclei in the base of the brain yeah. goes through the myelinated nerve fiber tracts in your body through your blood vessels and through primarily your fascia so the primary carrier points the high-speed highway is at the speed of light is the proline side groups on the fascia throughout your body and those frequencies turn on and off genes to tell your cells, make your pee, your eye the size of an eyeball, not the size of a pea or a dinner plate. It makes your liver be a liver and not get so big it takes over your body. It makes your joints still wonder and know how to be a joint. That's why if you take out someone's liver and you put it on a heart lung bypass machine, it doesn't last long before it falls apart because it's not receiving the harmonic resonant frequencies to turn it on. 
and my theories, which I'm exposing uh, this year at the Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, would allow you to take a transplanted organ, including growing an organ in a laboratory, because I'm working on what's called uh, organ printing technology, where I take mountain red velvet, and I'm making a DR capsule version, but I figured out how to make a surgical version for intravenous use or organ printing, and it's my goal eventually to be able to have uh, stem cell regenerative clinics that will take cells from you and grow a limb, if you are a vet, or a vet that's had a limb blown off, let's say an IED, or they need a new kidney, and we actually generate a kidney with a framework of collagen and infuse your cells. For example, you can take a ghost heart from a pig, which is an analog of a human, mm-hmm. and you can actually decellularize it, put your stem cells in it with mountain red velvet, and my special uh, it was what I call scalar amplifier technology because there's eight different classes of molecules and it'll allow those stem cells to have a template or the soil to grow on to actually recreate the organ. But it has to be scalar transducers and you have to have the specific frequencies to tell the organ to become a heart or you, a kidney or whatever. You could do that with um, cows and make steaks that way as well and not have to uh, kill the cow. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I don't want to share this because I want to patent <laughs> it all first. And I also don't want it to be used as a weapon because be honest with you, I know how to create this weapon that could literally, at a distance, like 10,000 miles, literally kill someone at a distance with a specific resonant DNA of a specific subtype. Wow. But, but, with the, but with an, you know, it's just, it's fascinating because the technology with an honorable use could be used to, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why, you know, people, you know, I, I'm not trying to blow my own horn, but I have skill sets and talents that only come every so many centuries. They're not normal. Maybe you're a reincarnation of Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'll tell you what happened, though. And this is a story that I give on my other my show. My uh, great uncle Michael, who's my grandfather's oldest brother, carried ancient documents going back from 2,000 years ago. It was a prophecy given by one of the members of the Sanhedrin that was the, uh, a, a friend of, of uh, Joseph of Arimathea, and a prophecy given by Yeshua. And that prophecy was that one at the time of the end would be the, uh, a, uh, in the pattern of Moshe, because my ancestor 2,800 years ago uh, was the only the head of the family of the of the uh, Cohens that were black direct blood descendants of Moses, and he married the daughter of the Medes and took on their tribal name called the Niami, and their family name became the Naimas. And that prophecy was passed on, and the one who wrote an allegory and poetry on the basis of that ancient prophecy that my grandfather, great great uncle, had. My grandfather's oldest brother was Khalil Gibran, who was actually written with my other great uncle, Mikhail Naima, in Lebanon at the printing house because he was the owner of the publishing company in Beirut, Lebanon. So that prophecy was one who was to come in the form of Moshe, who had special both natural and supernatural talents. And I am that person. Interesting. Now, I have. That's why when it talks about space weather, or we're talking about alien invasion, like I mentioned before, about the Nephilim, which are coming from the star system Orion, which are amphibious reptilians. I have vast knowledge, much of it I don't want to talk about because people are not ready for it. Both the astral travel, uh, the issues of, of the people of clay and iron, like Hillary Clinton. But yes. I got to meet her in 2000 at the Dakota Ridge High School because my first and only pediatric patient at the time was Mark Taylor. Was shot at the... Uh, outside the cafeteria there three weeks after he went to school because he had a learning disability. And when I got to meet Hillary Clinton, I got to see Bill. He's the kind of guy you couldn't trust, but you figure, well, I'll go with a six-pack of beer and go fishing. But he's the kind of guy that could 
take a leak in your boots, tell you a funny joke, and stab you in the back at the same time. But Hillary, I touched her hand, and I didn't see a five foot three plus blank faced uh, uh, female, pretty plain looking. I saw a 16 foot eight Draco reptilian, and it looked at me and knew that I could see it in the astral plane. So I have both natural and supernatural abilities because I died at eight and a half and I was sent back and I have these skill sets. Even though I'm a scientist, I also can see these things and know things that other people say that's not possible. So, so I want people to understand that God's sending us back because we're transforming into a different kind of creature collectively, not just me. I mean, what's called an omer or first fruits, but the entire human race are transforming into a new form of humanity that can withstand the singularity of the advancement of artificial intelligence that can take over our genetic heritage so we can extend human lifespan so people will live thousands of years. That will then travel across uh, wormholes, we're, we're learning mapping at the CERN project in Europe right now, of the wormholes and uh, to go through uh, above light speed to far distant parts of our galaxy for trade and interaction with other civilizations. And what people don't understand, we are very close to that. We are, when I was in July 10th, 1994, um, the head of Space Command said, this is a come to Jesus talk. Literally, he said that. So he was a Christian, obviously, but he wasn't just a regular one. He was like a, a guy that knew what the hell was going on. And he said, we control every cubic centimeter between here and Mars. I said, you mean the moon? He told me, he said, shut up, Diggle. I'm telling you this, you don't freak out when you find out. Now, I'm only going to give you a tiny portion, but in 1982, they found they had a colony that they first set up on Mars. It's there right now. We have a mining operation on the moon with a city, which has been there since the early 1960s, was even there before the Eagle landed on the moon. We mine helium-3 for tokamak fusion reactors, which are powering our Aurora space fleet, which, uh, remember that uh, young man that hacked into the fleet logs? And Gary, actually saw the fleet Gary, Gary McKinnon. Uh, and in fact, that is true. And they tried to apprehend him because he didn't want people to know that we have entire fleets of space vehicles that are not just American. Yeah. They didn't want to know that by 2010, they started to take the Aurora out of service because they had even more advanced interplanetary fleets. And their plan is to terraform five planets and or moons in this solar system alone. And we are interacting with advanced civilizations from other worlds already. Yeah, this uh, I've I've had reason to believe that there uh, has been a colony uh, that they found some old, very ancient uh, automated technology on Mars. Oh yeah, not only that, they found ancient monuments. Yeah, Apollo or Polyanus, which of course all high-level masons on the planet, no matter whether you're a Muslim or a transhumanist or whatever you are, they all worship Apollo, including George, uh, Donald Trump, uh, which is all over his apartment because they have the high-level knowledge that Apollo was a demigod that actually ran Mars when he had an ancient galactic war and Mars was wiped out and the colony, which is on Earth, survived. And the civilization that survived crawled out. And in fact, we are in what's called the fifth fall of mankind. There's been four previous falls of mankind through galactic and cosmic wars. Yes, uh, and, and that there, there may be even uh, some outposts uh, on the moons of Saturn. Uh, there's an, some, uh, some old uh, ruins at the mountain. Maybe even still in half. Well, the, the, the human genome itself probably didn't originate on Earth. We have X, uh, we call it, we call eccentric chromosomes, and there's 23 genes on humans. 
even in medical school, he taught me back in the early 70s, they called them uh, alien DNA because these genes complexes are completely alien to any other primate. Well, so if the we, idea that human beings evolved from other primates is ridiculous. Yeah, if There's we no evidence it, whatsoever of it. <laughs> we are probably genetically upgraded from God knows where by advanced civilizations and advanced technology that work literally with the creator God of the universe. And in fact, human beings have been around in a relatively the same form for probably up to a half a million year or longer. And, and you know, if you put the human being native on a planet like Earth um, without any clothes, uh, we are not equipped to survive with the elements. Um, of so that that right there logically would dictate that uh, something's not quite. But, but, but look at mankind. In less than a century, we rose from basically the whip and buggy stage yeah. to traveling into deep space. So how many times did civilization fall? You can go to the Hopi Indians or the ancient peoples, and if you go to South Africa, you talk to the shamans, or they talk about the Chitahuri. If you go to the Oceania, you hear about the Naga. If you yeah. go to Palestine, you hear about what's called the the Dagon, which are basically a reptilian fish god. And if you look at the hat on the Pope, it's actually a fish hat that worships the same amphibious reptilian god. And what these beings did, they're so advanced that they actually hacked into human consciousness and create avatar descendants like Hillary Clinton that are trying to run our world. So people don't understand these higher order Masonic orders are literally people of clay and iron. They're clay, human flesh, and they're avatar by transdimensional remnants of these ancient beings. Dr. Bill, I, I have to tell you this, um, you know, the Naga is one of, is my oldest memory. Um, I knew what a Naga was before I knew anything else. Right. I don't know what that means. I guess it's sort of ingrained into like a... Do you know what the word Naga means? Absolutely. It's the, you know, it's that uh, race that sort of lives... No, but you know what the name means. What is it? What does the name mean, Naga? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. But it means I, the green one that rises from the water and rules over us. Okay. Right. The green ruler. And people don't understand when the Naga, which came as the Nephilim, was called Hermon. We had, remember, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I mentioned about Dr. Michael Heiser, and he talked about reversing Hermon, H-E-R-M-O-N. What people don't understand right now, and uh, I, I want, and I had an argument with Michael Fetzer, Jim Fetzer, because I was playing around with artificial intelligence computers in the early 1970s. I taught myself every language in computing, including nonlinear programming with Pascal, PL1, and machine language. And when I was recruited, because I wanted my first wife was dying of MS, I uh, was, at, was, was accepted to do a PhD in neuroscience at UCLA and work with Dr. Wallace Tort a lot. But they also wanted me to work on uh, the DARPA project for the Super Soldier program. Now, in 1972, I'd already written software on my own to actually simulate the bioconversion of digital data from the retina into a digital uh, data stream that's nonlinear to create imaging, uh, imaging and imaging recognition using neural networks, which I created with software, usually literally using old Hollerith cards. So I have the mathematical capacity to literally master anything, and he wanted me to actually work with a magnetronic helmet that he had that was liquid nitrogen cooled to convert onboard thoughts of their pilots in this mocked up F-14 he had already in his office at the Santa Monica VA hospital uh, to onboard command so they can connect them and eventually make non-liquid nitrogen magnetronic helmets to convert thoughts to onboard commands for firing off ordinances supplying the F-14 jet and future jets. Uh, by the way, the 
after the announcement of the MD Athlon chip, which I have in my own custom-made supercomputer here that I'm talking to you through now, the Halo is coming out this fall, which is a very inferior version of the one that DARPA has had for 40 years. The original research started at the Tavistock Institute in 1947. Uh, I know how to convert digital nonlinear frequency patterns directly into image room recognition and sound recognition and cortical mapping. And uh, five years ago, uh, Obama visited the Scripps Institute and donated $100 million for their research on MindLink, which is all of the people up in Silicon Valley are prophesying that, there was, that the cell phone will be dead in 10 years or seven years because they'll have direct mind link to create an artificial uh, cyberspace where you literally don't have to have a computer screen. The computer screen will be your cortex. Now, I am one of the few people who know how to do that, and I'm not going to do it because these maniacs would literally put human beings, so they found this out from my own sources, up in racks and suspended animation, and you'll enter cyberspace, and that's where you'll live. Literal matrix. Um, yes. You think literal that matrix, and people don't believe this can happen because they're fools. They don't have the intelligence, and that's why I try to over how can empower people with my intellect because I can do things that other people think is impossible. Do you think that you're going to um, advance enough in the quantum system, like the D-Wave computer or the one that the NSA has in Utah? It's, it's a quantum system, from what I hear, uh, or semi. Do you think that they're going to utilize that? To, um, to their advantage, not only to do things like take over and or break cryptocurrency and it's... No, let, let me explain, okay? Oh, you want to get into this now because it's good. The first thing is that when I was there at, uh, at uh, Shriver Air Force Base and the U.S. Space Command and the Virtual World Project, and I took care of some employees even after I left there up to six years, um, they had built the Cray Array. I actually walked through the Cray Array supernaturally a year before I actually worked there. And the Cray Array was an array of Cray 4 supercomputers bathed in liquid nitrogen and uh, hooked up in a giant nonlinear array to actually simulate uh, this promised software to connect every database of everything on Earth. Most people aren't aware that the primary controller of the planet is not politics, it's data. And every intelligent agency on the planet is connected to a project that was conceived in the 1930s in Nazi Germany called the Project Omega. Project Omega was to connect every intel agency. You'll see a, a smaller version of it with a group of intel agents called Five Eyes that connects Canadian, British, American intelligence, etc. So they spy on each other. Five Eyes it's called. You can Google it, you can see a little bit about it. But the fact is Project Omega was completed by George Bush Sr. in the early 1980s. Okay, that was during the terms of Ronald Reagan. You follow me? Yep. yep. Now, what that means is they have a system set up where every intel agency is spying on every other one, and they have master databases, and they're sitting in these supercomputers with promised software with a digital icon of you called a node connected to everything you do. So the blockchains of the Bitcoin and so on make it impossible for them to track it, even though you think, well, they can tax it, they can do this or that. No. If you just do what, what happens is, and this is one of the things that freaked out the NSA because people realized that prime number encryption was not bulletproof. There's lots of ways of breaking prime number encryption, right? Right. And the NSA and all these agencies have not come up with a, a reliable non-prime number encryption system that can't be broken up by other supercomputers. You follow me? Okay. 
So what's really going on here is they want to have the the system, the core system in by 2020, which is why you see all these currencies battling against each other. There's a hundred cryptocurrencies right now, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, et cetera. And they have people selling gold and silver and IRAs and doing all these other things. For example, since 2012, the IMF backed the yuan to become the new world currency standard, although there's enough, not enough yuan printed because yuan is backed by gold. So the IMF are a bunch of maniacs and idiots because if you don't have enough volume of currency, any massive increase in currency will dilute the currency value and then everything crashes. The only currency in the world that could literally return to the mark of the beast is the dollar, which is why prophetically, and I, this is why it's so important that Donald Trump is in office and Mike Pence, I call it the trumpets of God, because the mark of the beast can only come from America and the dictator of the planet can only be the United States. There is no other country that has technology centuries ahead of anybody else, computing technology ahead of anybody else, and quantum and genetic engineering literally beyond anybody else and interacting with advanced civilizations from other worlds. It's the United States of America. And people don't know this, not even the president necessarily has a need to know basis. As much as this stuff is shielded from him and previous presidents, and they don't understand this. Eisenhower kind of gave us a warning about the intelligence complex, but people are not aware that this is managed by off-world beings. You know, Phil Schneider? Yeah. took care of his colleague, John Fiala, and John got particle illness caused by the sodium-cooled nuclear reactors for tunneling, and I was his doctor. We spent many hours talking about his condition, and what's really happened is they discovered a tunnel system in the Baja Northern Northern. Mexico and in California that was three to five hundred thousand years old with virtually identical technology for tunneling as we have today. <laughs> so we have to understand that there's transoceanic and transcontinental tunneling all over the planet and it's been there for up to half a million years. Yeah. That's absolutely fascinating. I gotta ask you a question. Um, what is it, Dr. Deagle, that lies down with the lamb? Oh, you're talking about, what, about the lion lying down with a lamb? Right. But well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll explain that to you, okay? Okay. Uh, for, first off, yeah, you can ask me any question, literally. Okay, there's three spheres in the universe in terms of the structure of the universe. We live in what's called the plane of what's called the lake of fire, which means we live in an entropic universe which creates timelines. Time can only exist when entropy exists. There's a higher plane called the astral plane, this what's called the negentropic plane, and the negentropic plane, literally the thought patterns of the negentropic plane, cause the descent and create uh, the order out of the chaos of the entropic plane to create beings and DNA and crystallize into thought patterns or memes or even individuals or spirit beings. So in other words, your soul exists on an astral plane. There's also beings that live there. For example, that's the robot of Satan, the great opposer, the great architect of the universe. It's the it's the astral plane is a residence of many of the beings. It's physical; their physical portion of themselves has died, but they still live in the astral plane. You follow me? Yes. And that's the abode, for example, of the ones that avatar are physical bodies of people like Hillary Clinton. Above that plane is a plane called the eternal now. Now the Creator God. And I've been to heaven, so I understand things about heaven that no one else has ever talked about, but I know. And I'm the only one on earth who's ever said these things, so I'm going to tell you today a few things you've never heard before. The first thing is, in heaven, anything you think is, 
There are no dimensions of time, size, or space. There is no past and there is no future. Everything is now. Because of that, you have infinite creativity, infinite knowledge, and infinite omniscience. Now, what's coming in the future is an intersection between the infinite, which is the third realm or the realm of the eternal now, and an intersection that is literally the representation we call Yeshua or the Godhead. And it's just not just a human Godhead like we think on our planet. It's an intersection of the creator of the universe with the temporal plane of our world. And when that happens, when there's an intersection of the entropic world and the eternal world, you can literally create a whole new universe that has neither properties of that, that would occur otherwise. So you have a world where people can live many thousands of years, where peace can exist, where there's limitless energy and no toxic, toxicity, there's no warfare. We, everybody is, is empathic and, and uh, we call astrologically and uh, connected. We become an or, a collective organism. So what's happening to the human race, for example, the only way we will survive is not with advanced technology, but to become a collective organism where, and I can tell you this is a property of, that I have that other people will have because no one will survive in the future if they don't have this. <coughs> where everybody will share a collective existence, knowledge, emotions, and inability to do harm to each other. <coughs> so, for example, when I pray with people, or when I do their cases, <coughs> and I received this gift <coughs> in this fullness in 1982, <coughs> I walked into my consult room, and I had a shadow of it a few years earlier, first year medical school but I don't I know it's not particularly for me it's just I'm a what's called a first fruit if the human race does not transform to become what I have become human beings will not survive our technology this is the primary thing that will allow us to survive not technology not advanced fusion energy <clears throat> not quantum computing not transhumanism it will be this transformation okay. in 1982 I walked into one of my exam rooms and I saw one of my patients. He said, I'm going to commit suicide. I'm so much pain. So I just said a prayer. And I was an ex-Roman Catholic who was attacked by a priest in the vestment room at 14. So I didn't go to church. I thought I knew God in heaven was real, but I figured he didn't go to church. So I just said, God help me. And all of a sudden I could see rates that were I thought, I'm losing it. Must be too tired. So I went down to my consult room and I felt this giant hand push me to the floor slowly and gently. <clears throat> I felt a billion volts of energy go through me. So I walked back down to the room and opened the consult room door and I looked and I could still see right through her, her collar and everything. I knew intuitively I literally had God knowledge of what was wrong with her. So I thought, I'm losing it. So I discharged all my pain patients away because I ran a free pain clinic researching with equipment I got from Europe because I was one of the team doctors at the Calgary Flames. I had done research in rheumatology and surface EMG and so on in previous years. So <clears throat> I uh, had a visit by a, a lady. She said, I'm a Christian. I said, oh God, a Christian. And I have a little boy, four and a half, who's already seen a pediatrician and a neurologist and neurosurgeon, and they can't figure out why he's vomiting and having headaches. So I examined him for an hour and a half, and I couldn't figure out, uh, find anything, because I had been tapped up by the Dean of Medicine. I worked in the motion disorders lab, and had already been accepted with my pre-qualifications to do a neurology residency and neuroscience PhD in 1978 at UCLA. So I was actually not an average doctor. I knew how to diagnose this child in any kind of infiltratorial tumor or optic neuritis or autoimmune disease, 
anything meningioma and there was no signs of anything wrong and she started crying she said well but god told me that you would find the answer so i just said that little quick prayer god helped me and all of a sudden i could see through his head and i could see a cranial pharyngioma 1.4 centimeters roughly from the optic chiasma in the cella tersica right behind where the nerves cross behind the optic nerve heads in the base of his brain and i heard a voice say this particular cell type of this optic chiasma tumor, this cranial pharyngioma, if he doesn't have surgery to remove it, he'll be blind in two weeks and dead in four. So I called the head of the Department of Neurosurgery and I said, I got this little boy with no neurological signs, but he's got a cranial pharyngioma and a solitursic in the base of his brain, near the optic nerve heads. Or they cross, or the geniculate nucleus it's called. And he said, well, send over the CT scan. I said, he hasn't had one done. I said, what the hell do you mean, Deagle? I said, he hasn't had one done yet. I said, I don't know why. I just got this feeling like I better do it. So he did it. And the next day, I couldn't get him off the phone for 20 minutes to half an hour. He was just so excited. I said, my God, man, there's a tumor exactly where he said it was. So here's the head of pediatric neurosurgery in Calgary. <clears throat> and he then that Friday started doing surgery. He had to do a nasal intubation and do surgery. And it took him seven hours to go through his heart palate to remove the tumor. Seven hours. He called me afterwards on a Friday, that Friday, and he said, if I hadn't operated, he would be blind in two weeks and dead in four. Now that gift I've used hundreds of thousands of times all over the world. They don't have to be in the same continent. They can be a person in China in a different city. They can be a relative. They can be the person I'm talking to. And sometimes it comes in big spurts where I get a whole lot of what I call God knowledge. Other times it comes in fragments. But it's a gift that's so enormous. I've never heard anybody with this kind of gift at this level ever in history. So, so for example, I had uh, Bob Chapman is a good example. Bob Chapman did a financial news show on my program on Genesis Network. And Bob called me and said, Bob, Bill, I'm feeling like crap. I said, what's wrong, Bob? He says, I got a bad... You know, pain in my shoulder, and I'm nauseated, and don't feel like eating. I said, said to him because I already had an intuitive knowledge. I said, I want you to do a CT scan of your upper epigastrium and your chest, and I want you to call me tomorrow. And he was in northern Mexico. I said, and when you call me, you got to call me right away as soon as you get your CT scan report from your radiologist. So he did. He says, I got my CT scan, Bill. And I said, Yeah, I know. He said, What do you mean? How do you How do you know? He said, almost like he knew that I knew. I said, yeah, you got a pancreatic head cancer that's already metastasized to your retroperitoneal nodes in your right shoulder. And if you don't do exactly what I say, you're going to lose 90 pounds and then you're going to die. Now, unfortunately, he took a couple of things I recommended, but I didn't hear back from him until his daughter called me about six months later. And she flew down from Jacksonville, Florida to pick him up from northern Mexico and fly him back and he had lost 90 pounds and it grieved me that he didn't listen. Now I've had other cases like a young man two years ago <clears throat> who was a, a young man who was a believer and he said, Dr. Diggle, I got a word and knowledge that if I just take your anti-cancer supplements, I'm going to be fine and I'm going to go in remission. I said, well, you better go to one of my gene-based cancer treatments too at the Isles Clinic in Santa Barbara or the Brzezinski Clinic in Houston or I think you're going to bite it because he had metastatic stage four lymphatic cancer. So he called me just before Christmas, last Christmas, 2016, said, hey, Deagle, 
I feel great. I said, what do you mean you feel great? You can't be calling from heaven. He said, I figured. He said, I went in remission right after I took all your supplements. I said, whoa, God didn't let me in on it. Now, I have these kind of events happen to me, not every day, but multiple times a week for 35 years. Hundreds of thousands all over the planet. Let me and so foreshadow that every human being, because I'm not special, people need to know that, every human being on earth will become a collective organism and we will share a level of what I call God knowledge of each other, our emotions, of our welfare. We will become like the cells of a body that will literally have a intimate knowledge not only of ourselves but other sentient beings in the universe that we interact with advanced civilizations across the cosmos. And we can literally open the doors, what I call the Heliarchion, and find technical solutions to problems, geopolitical solutions to problems, problems to protect our planet from extinction level events, there are space weather and near space objects like Apophis coming here in 12 years and months. And people need to know someone like me is not, and this is something I want to get through, there's only one thing I get through this, this talk. I am not special, I'm just a first fruit of what humanity must become or mankind is doomed. Let, uh, let me um, rewind a little bit. I wanted to kind of, the reason I asked you, by the way, about the lion uh, laying down with the lamb. And, and lion and lamb basically means there's well, no predators. There's no, is, there's no consumption. There's no I, digestion. There's no death because everything is what's called a thought world. It's a world of, in, of literally, if you want to call it intuitive, well, absolute God knowledge, and there's no physical degenerative, we call entropic world. There's no molecular degenerative process or free radicals or anything like that. It is a world where you can taste fruit and, 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 and share experiences, but you can't ex be exposed to violence. There are no regrets and there are no plans. Okay, and now that is how I recall it. However, now it is changed to the wolf lies down with the lamb, which leads me to my question. Oh, you're talking about that, uh, that thing that happened with the... The, Man uh, the Mandela effect. Do you think that there is anything that has to do with CERN or alternate timelines and realities. No, no, that's the, that's this, the remember, it, it doesn't matter if it's a wolf or lamb or whatever predator. Remember what, what people want to think is that there's multiple alternatives realities. Right. There's only one being that's the summum bonum that creates the initial creativity of a beingness. And we are a portion of that being. So and when, for example, I tell people you don't go to heaven when your soul, which is temporal, fuses with the eternal one, I am an eternal being. I'm like an archangel, an individual is already transformed, and others can be transformed like this. And if my physical body dies, I don't go to heaven, I'm already there. What I do every day, like when I'm talking to you now, is I'm giving people hope for a future that goes beyond the singularity, beyond intelligent robotics, beyond extinction-level events, beyond Apophis, beyond the contact with advanced civilizations could crush and destroy us. It goes beyond that because we will become a literally a new collective organism. And people need to understand this, that there is disinformation entering to try to, to sway things away. So people think, well, there's multiple, the, you know, the Mandela effect is coming in. The Mandela effect is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie put out to put a meme into the consciousness collectively because remember, think of it this way. <clears throat> the, if you infuse an idea through the media and the churches and the universities, right. through the collective intelligence of mankind, you milk the population like a bunch of cows to create the milk of the future of a collective timeline. You follow me? Okay. 
Yeah. And what they're doing is by trying to put this, they're trying to insert into the time the the meme into the consciousness of the population. And people say, well, you can't broadcast that. I'm sorry, I know technologies of how to broadcast memes in the astral plane. I already have that technology, and I can use it right now. And so these evil ones are doing this to broadcast in what's called uh, memes to alter the timeline by collectively changing the psyche. If you look, for example, even at the Uber left, they know if they were logical that getting violent like this guy that shot up this baseball park isn't going to achieve anything but get things even more polarized. It's not going to fix things. Right. It's not going to bring in rational health care or increased jobs or make it a stable civilization so people have good food and non-toxic things and not forced to take toxic vaccines or whatever. It's going to make things worse. But it's not a matter of intellect or even emotions. It's a matter that they've had inserted ideas into the astral or spirit plane. These are what's called spirit words that speak to the unconscious or superconscious of us collectively and alter the consciousness of us collectively as a being to cause crazy ideas to enter onto the physical and emotional planes. The physical and emotional and the intellectual planes are just symptoms of a disease in the astral or spirit plane. You follow me? Yeah. And this idea of a Mandela effect is just another example these advanced beings are trying to confuse people to think that somehow we don't have a fixed universe or a fixed reality. That's a lie. Okay. It's a lie. And um, CERN, is, is there anything to be concerned about with CERN? I mean, are they just slamming particles? But they're doing three things that they're doing there. Firstly, they're trying to do research on fusion energy technology, which we already have. We have tokamak fusion engines. And I've told them my show for over at Genesis and here for over eight years how to build a tokamak fusion reactor. Finally, about a year and a half ago, Lockheed Martin came out with a 28 by 32 fusion engine that can actually create power for 80,000 ohms. Big deal. Take helium-3, smash it with two spiral high-energy uh, beams to create a plasma jet, and then you uh, capture that plasma jet and turn it into energy. With, And you don't use regular power lines, by the way. You use what's called power, plasma distribution lines that transmit it underground on these, what's called plasma, plasma tubes, basically. So you don't have high-tension power lines above ground. And um, what we have right now is a situation where CERN is mapping out the wormholes of the galaxy. They're mapping out using gravitonic telescopes like the Atacama Large Millimeter Array. They're using CERN to generate high enough energy particles that they are going. To, they're trying to crack through what's called the uh, the singularity of what string theory in terms of it's not a multiverse they're looking at because people think there's a multiverse are idiots. Yeah, there's only three realms, and in those realms. There's interconnections between our lower realm, the astral realm, and the eternal realm, the realm of the eternal now. And they all coexist in the same physical space, so when people are thinking, well, it's way out there, it's not. For example, the eternal space exists everywhere, and it's all-powerful, omniscient. And that omniscience can come to human beings because we are supernatural beings. We already don't have to become godlike or demigods. We always have been. And collectively, mankind... And other sentient beings across the universe are the collective bride of the creator of the universe. We are co-equal with God. We are co-equal with the God of the universe when we are in an absolute will of the creator. And we're talking about sentient beings across the vast galaxy, across the cosmos. And I've been there to the Council of the Eschaton. They call it the Council of the Heavenlies before these beings. And I can tell you that there are, just if you take the Drake equation, just in our little spiral galaxy, over the last billion years, 
there have been rising and many of them fell a hundred million civilizations just in our little spiral galaxy let alone a cosmos where God told me I can give this number out then in our cosmos and I was told it's an eight and a half there are four in our local cosmos which forms one elemental particle in the hydrogen molecule of a water molecule in a butterfly in a universe where God is still God <laughs> there are 460 quadrillion galaxies Wow. So you have to understand of how great we are. It's not just how great he is, how great we are when we accede to the wisdom, the power, and the majesty of the Creator God, and how we will rise to become a collective being, not just us alone as humans, but all sentient beings across the universe that are human, non-human, etc., that know and perceive the wisdom of the Most High and are part of the collective of all sentient beings and the will of the Creator of the universe. Well. Well said, I, I, and, and you know that gives me uh, that gives me a little bit of hope. So that winds me up. We we got about five minutes. So, um, Doctor Bill, you know we we have been at a fighting an uphill battle. There's a lot of crap going. The, the battle we are fighting is we're trying to use intellect and argument to change people's minds. We're mm. trying to use emotions with poetry, song, and uh, emotions like a theater. And what we need to do is stop talking with our left brain and our emotional right brain we need to talk with our spirit brain we need to talk to by prayer prayer and prayer by the way is reverse speech that crosses to the astral plane and i know how to do it we also have machines that can do astral projection into that plane so it speaks to the collective intelligence of all of us oh now that's interesting and the problem is if you take a reverse speech for example if you listen to the reverse speech of people like barack obama when he's saying yes we can if you reverse his speech you hear Thank you, Satan. Thank you, Satan. Yeah, I know. One of the things that I learned as a skill set when I was a kid, because I'm a very, how can I say, unusual kid, a bit, uh, you know, idiot savant. Me and my brother Kevin would actually take the real, real tape recorder, because my father was a techie, and work with his buddies or radio buddies with tubes and so on. And we had real, real tape recorders, and I could run the tape backward and learn how to do reverse speech. So I could write upside down and backwards the only way is actually use two mirrors. I could reverse speech. So when one of my uncles came to my home, who was a uh, high-level mason, and he wanted me to give me the what's called the Book of the Black Mass, I started reading, but I could read it backwards and upside down. And I read the words and syllables they were saying because they used phonetics there. And I said, this is the, the Lord's Prayer upside down and backwards in reverse speech because it was used as a satanic prayer. That's why when you see eyes wide shut and when you see all these satanic ceremonies, with the goat's head, uh, canes, etc., and the masks like eyes wide shut. They're all trying to put reverse speech to actually insert it into the astral plane to affect the collective consciousness of all of us together. They're speaking into our collective mind, is what I'm saying. Got it. I've got a real quick question in the, from the chat room. <clears throat> Have you ever heard of a book called Urantia? Uh, I've had it for, I've had the Urantia book for 40 years. And you recommend? I'm fully aware of it. Oh, is it a good book? <laughs> Well, your entry book touches on some things. Some of it is a fantasy. Other parts just cover a tiny bit. Uh, let's put it this way. My level of knowledge is so far orders of magnitude above any other human being that's ever lived on planet Earth. There is no comparison to my knowledge in the Urantia book. But I'm not allowed to release it because mankind isn't ready. Yeah. Mankind is not ready to have first contact with advanced sentient godly beings like the angelic beings that I've been in contact with. Mankind is not ready for a transformation where you would not strike your brother because you'd feel the pain of the strike against your own brother. 
So we wouldn't have wars. We wouldn't have pestilence. We wouldn't have starvation. We wouldn't say that healthcare is not a right. We wouldn't plan on nuclear weapons to hit each other. We would have sentience and empathy to all of the living things. We could feel literally the, literally the plants you walk by water me. We'd see the great whales. We'd go to the oceans and we could literally empathically talk to them and speak back. Well, I do that now. Mankind is going to become literally the steward of Earth when we become collectively a being. Are we, um, you know, it's, it's, it reminds me of just like being a, a child that you, you know, playpen and you wouldn't, you know, throw in a box of matches and a couple guns and hammers, even though all those tools are. Yeah, but that's obvious to our, our conscious mind. What people need to know is they're not going to connect and fix these things on an intellectual, uh, if you want to call it a logical basis. For example, one of my favorite shows on television is Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah. He usually gets people from the left and he asks them tough questions. He likes to bring them back. He never gets abusive, but he wants to know why do they believe that. And what he shows repeatedly is that they're not only is their intellect poisoned, but their emotions are poisoned. And the reason is because their spirit is poisoned. Yeah, spiritually Their spirit is poisoned. They can't perceive things that are illogical or even harmful to themselves and even their side. They can't perceive the dislogic of this because we have the collective poisoning of the collective mind of mankind and we're heading toward a catastrophe not only for a civil war in America which could happen which is not going to happen because people like me are what's called messengers from the most high I've been sent back from the dead I'm a prophet and an apostle and there's many like me I just had on the show today Mark Taylor who will be on tomorrow and he talks about a prophecy he got as a firefighter retired from Florida in 2011 he wrote his book so when you hear this show there's a vast cloud of us that have received supernatural, what I call God knowledge or Emmanuel, who are first fruits, who are trying to pass it on to our brothers and sisters. We're not saying we're superior, because I'm not. I call myself a warthog for God. Well, I've made lots of mistakes. I, I want to thank you very much. We're coming up to the last minute or two. Why don't uh, I, first off, I want to invite you back. You're, you're welcome to come back on the show. Uh, I'd love to have you back, and we'll talk about some more uh, interesting. Ask any question on Earth or in the universe, and believe it or not, I'll tell you the answer, but you know what God's told me? Don't ask, because I'll tell. <laughs> and there are some things that, some boxes like Pandora's box you don't want to open, yeah. but it's something that's godly that's going to enrich mankind and give us hope. If you ask the average young person, the millennial, they have no hope, because they have a brain. Oh, thank you. And <coughs> about your website and your information, anything you want to relate to the audience? Uh, Nutramedical.com is our functional medicine website. <coughs> it's a primary one, Nutri nutrimedical.com the other website is clay and iron clay c-l-a-y-a-n-d-i-r-o-n.com and its name was given to me long before I understood it years ago as the clay being human flesh avatar by the iron of transdimensional entities that are ruling our world aliens in other words and hacking the consciousness of a captive population in the ancient world is the most vile and sneaky way to take over a world and that's what's happened that's why we have people like Hillary Clinton, who's still not going to jail. If she goes to jail, and Podesta goes to jail, and other people like Comey and Mueller are recruited and are taken out, and Comey goes to jail for what he's done, then we'll maybe see things revise. But until then, they're going to continue attempts to assassinate Donald Trump. They're going to continue to put in a globalist strategy that's not good for the left. It's not good for Muslims. Because this ultimately is going to result in the death of mankind, the death of the biosphere, and what I call omnicide, 
which means every living thing, right down to chemobacteria at the bottom of the ocean, might survive. Every living thing will die wow. if we do not repent. All every right. living thing will die. And the only answer, believe it or not, is the Most High God. And we must become collectively a godly being, co-equal with the Creator. And that is the one we are waiting for is us. Thank you so much, Dr. Bill Deagle. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. Thank you, everybody, for listening. That's the end of the show. Everybody, uh, I'm out of here. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Thank you for listening, too. Freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See? Even your brain knows you're screwed. The guy is filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not. The heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. The neurobiological system is telling it to run. But your knees are too weak to move. Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice. We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting to danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution. 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 Radio. Radio. Radio.